Welcome to Resilience Found, a podcast of stories shared in hopes to inspire, encourage, and most importantly, let others know they are not alone. Everyone has a story to tell. Do you want to tell yours? Today, I'm talking with Courtney in Denver about her journey through building her own business in the health and wellness industry and how she's found resilience through the challenges she's faced with being an entrepreneur. So Courtney, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes. And I am excited to talk to you about how you've found resilience through starting your own business. And I thought we could open it up with, you know, taking us to when you were thinking about doing this, where your head was at, paint us the picture. Sure. Absolutely. So um, it's been, oh, I guess about eight-ish, eight, nine years now, uh, which is kind of wild to think about how <laughs> how long ago already I've had this business. But um, where I kind of was, was still fairly new to an industry. Um, it was a career change for me to go into fitness. So at the time I was working as a personal trainer in a facility. So I was in like a personal training studio and um, it was a great place to kind of get started and everything. Um, but what kind of happened, you know, as I really learned the ropes and started to, um, you know, basically get better at the trade and the craft and, you know, kind of work with more clients and gain some confidence and, you know, more kind of technical skills too. What came along with that was really like getting, um, oh, just a much better idea of like what my philosophy really was and like what I what I wanted to do, how I wanted to help people, what types of clients that I wanted to work with, um, kind of all just what I believed in and and how all of that fit together. And I really started realizing like that didn't align or fit with the management um, and their philosophy and really what they were doing. And at the same time, so that was like a big chunk of it. But at the same time, I also, um, you know, from the business standpoint, started to like really get a clearer picture of like, okay, I know how much they're charging per session for my clients and I know how much I'm getting paid. And there's a very large gap between those two things. And if I start my own business, essentially like I can make that full fee. So um, those were kind of my biggest reasons for, you know, going into it. And um, it was kind of a weird, um, actually now kind of thinking about it, like how it actually happened, like the the uh, push off into my own business relates to resilience too, because what kind of happened was um, I had started putting things together on my side of things. Like, so I had a friend who was a graphic designer and she was like making me some logos and I had already started a running club kind of on the side. And I was just sort of playing with things and, you know, like buying my LLC behind the scenes and kind of laying the groundwork. And, um, you know, obviously I had planned on then, you know, in a couple months or whatever, giving notice and saying, hey, you know, just I'm going to do my thing. And what happened was, again, this is like, you know, eight years ago or something. So I had, um, I had my computer set up to like print some, uh, like logo mock-ups from my friend. (laughs) And I sometimes printed stuff at home, sometimes at work and, uh, was at home, but had the printer set to like print it at work. And I was like, oh crap, why isn't this printing? Okay, let me switch it. So I get it all printed. Well, what I didn't realize was the next time that I went into work and opened up my computer, it like saved that and like did this printing. So what happened was that was the printer, like, like literally in the owner's office. (laughs) 
So <laughs> he like grabbed it and then confronted me and was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, oh, um, well, yeah, so yeah, it's mine. And <laughs> like, essentially they were like, okay, well, you know, I think this is the end of the road for us. And I was like, well, I mean, obviously, yes, like, I think so too. So anyway, it was like, <laughs> not exactly how I planned it, but, um, you know, a good push right into what I wanted to do anyway. And um, I was kind of off and running, uh, you know, even more quickly than I thought. And did you have any fears about starting and going out on your own? You know, thinking back to it, like I was really confident about this, you know, and um, I think some of it was kind of by nature of, you know, personal training is, and I mean, certainly was and still is a little affected by pandemic, obviously, but, um, you know, like it's a service that there's certainly a market for, you know, and um, it is a personal thing, you know, so I kind of felt like, um, I had a decent community of people that, you know, kind of knew me, liked me, um, were starting to kind of learn more about me on social media, you know, things like that. So I just, I I remember feeling like pretty confident that this was like the next natural step. Um, so I don't know that I had a whole lot of fear around doing it. And I will say like, I will certainly caveat that with the fact that like, I mean, I'm in a dual income relationship, you know, so it wasn't like a, a huge financial risk for me which is certainly very different for, um, you know, some folks who end up, you know, leaving a job and starting a business and stuff like that to where I knew that I didn't have to immediately, you know, replace income. Um, mm -hmm. So that was certainly something that was helpful for me in like sort of allaying fears um, of starting out. But I also like, I think that mindset, I think there's really something to be said for like the mindset and the energy around that and how truly it does. Like, if you believe in what you're doing, like it's, it's going to make a difference in what is coming your way, you know? And I pretty, pretty quickly started to gain clients and then that got me word of mouth. And then I had a pretty good client base, both in person and online. And it all just sort of built on itself. That's great. And I mean, what uh, feedback from your clients? I mean, I'm sure they were uh, loving working with you. And that had to boost your confidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I had amazing clients, you know, from the very start. And it was definitely, um, you know, kind of talking about, you know, the reasons why I did go ahead and go off on my own. Like they were all really aligned with all the stuff that I had identified of like who I wanted to work with and how I wanted to help people and, you know, the type of um, training that I wanted to do and you know, so I had like this really incredible group of women that I was working with. And that, again, that sort of just all built on itself. And um, this is definitely too where like some of this like transition and, you know, uh, things that come up and change and the resilience comes into the picture. Um, you know, for the first little bit, I definitely was like, I would consider myself to be like a personal trainer, you know, like, and what I was doing was going into women's homes for in-home sessions and I was mm -hmm. also doing online like way back then, even kind of before it was a thing, before everybody was doing it. Um, but I was going into women's homes and it, initially as a new trainer, like I kind of was in this mindset of like, this is so important. Like your workout is the most important thing and like get this together and like, you know, clean eating and blah, 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 all of this stuff. Well, that was before I was seeing women in their homes. I was meeting their partners, their babies, seeing their schedule, their environment, like getting to know their work. like 
get essentially getting to know them very deeply personally, right? And mm-hmm. I started to really see that that was that workout, like that actual fitness specific piece of it was such a small, 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 tiny piece of the whole overall picture of well-being. And that was actually kind of when some of the feedback began to change, right? Like I started to get reflected back to me how I was helping people and what my strong suits were, which was some unexpected stuff, you know, like I knew I was a good trainer, but also like kind of anybody can be a good trainer. And like, you know, like as far as getting results or, you know, like things like that, you know, making progress with numbers, you know, that's a skill that anybody can learn. What was getting reflected back to me for my clients was more along the lines of like, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I want you to come to my house and like, I still want to work out a couple times a week or whatever, but like, whoa, that conversation that we had last week or like that article that you sent me, that book you recommended, whatever, like that's blowing my mind. Like that is changing my life. Like this is so incredible. And I started to realize that what I was doing was really rooted in coaching, you know, versus specifically just training as a service. And um, so I I kind of started to lean into that and sort of shift into this space of, you know, kind of a combination between like coaching and consulting and fitness and um, sort of this blend of, you know, really kind of meeting people where they were at. And um, I think that expanded certainly, you know, my clientele too over the years. So you you know, you found yourself saying, okay, for from a physical body standpoint, I can train these folks to feel better physically or health and wellness. But what you really were leaning into was that personal connection. Oh, a hundred percent. I am definitely the trainer who always emphasizes like it's called personal training for a reason. Like this is a very, very personal and especially with women identified folks, our relationships to our bodies are very like they're personal. They can be fraught. They can be challenging. Um, it can be all kinds of things. And also, I always say to you, like how we feel about our bodies just does not exist in a vacuum. It affects every everything we do and everywhere that we show up. You know, I mean, our relationships, our family, our kids, our work, all of that. Um, we just live in a very, you know, body focused culture. But what that really does is like it it connects and kind of webs through, you know, again, like mental and emotional stuff. Right. So that was Mm -hmm. then where I started kind of blending all of those things together and, you know, sort of started kind of adapting, you know, what I was doing in business to meet that need to really like, um, just really, again, like kind of address that whole picture, you know, like it wasn't just about like, well, I want to lose 10 pounds or like tighten up my tummy. Like when I got into those relationships with my clients, it was so much more than that. And I realized that I was kind of good at helping people, um, you know, learn more about themselves and really see like, well, what is really the challenge here and what's going to be a meaningful change or a meaningful way to approach this instead of just like trying to beat my body into submission because I think that's what I should be doing. Um, So kind of, you know, facilitating, providing some, you know, perspective for them and some self-discovery. And what, I mean, I'm sure that also comes with some challenges, whether it's, you know, feeling, uh, too personal or gosh, I don't, I'm not sure I know how to help this person. Um, did you ever run into anything where, uh, or, or was it always a welcome challenge for you? Um, you know, I, 
I really do enjoy that work of like kind of um, inviting people to reflect and figure out what it is that they need to figure out really. And then, you know, kind of supporting them in the practical ways to then kind of learn and approach and maybe, you know, make some, make some real changes um, or, you know, habits, behaviors, things like that. Um, and I will say that what I learned too in those conversations, like when maybe certain challenges came up that, um, like you said, where it was like, okay, this is kind of borderline. I've always been really clear, like, and this too, maybe just kind of came from the the back end, like business side of it or whatever. Although some people are not great at it, but I always was really, really clear on what my scope of practice was. You know, like I am, you know, a trained, credentialed, certified, whatever, like personal train. Like I know where my wheelhouse is. Um, I know where my coaching wheelhouse is. And I also am very clear that like, you know, if a client's in a place where they really, you know, like they're not as uh, forward focused just yet or whatever, like I recommend therapy. If they are in a place to where like they have some like medical things going on that are way out of my scope, I have a bunch of different like medical, holistic, like naturopath, like whatever, I will refer out. So I've always been really clear about that stuff because I think it's just, I think it's like maybe one of the negatives of kind of the like fitness and health and wellness industry is that some people um, kind of try to take that all on for themselves. I think sometimes out of a scarcity mindset. And um, I just never was that way. You know, like I kind of, I know where my strengths are and I know when I can refer. And I like to encourage people to have um, kind of their own team, you know, like kind of their A team of like, you know, I work with a therapist and I work with you as a coach and I have, you know, like a fitness program that I do online and I get massage and, you know, like Reiki or whatever else, you know. So I think it really is all about a holistic perspective. And what about challenges on, you know, as being an entrepreneur officially? Yeah. Uh, uh, what kind of challenges have you run into there or dealt with or overcome? I think for me, like as I started to kind of move through some of these um, different, like I wouldn't even call them pivots. They're just like little, you know, little shifts in like kind of what I was doing and how I was doing it. Um, I... I feel like a lot of my stuff kind of came down. My challenges were, um, they were definitely like internal challenges to overcome my own mindset stuff, my own kind of confidence stuff. And, um, you know, just some, some scarcity stuff too on my end, like as far as, um, like money mindset, if you will, things like that, that certainly connects to, you know, to business obviously and how that's all showing up. Um, and like, I just, a lot of my challenges came into where I was like, okay, like here's the next step and this is what I'm going to do. And this is like the new service that I'm going to provide and it's going to be so awesome. And then it would like tank or be crickets and then it would be like, well, now what, you know, like it was such a hit. Um, I took a lot of stuff really, really personally in kind of the beginning in the middle, you know, of, um, how I was doing things. And it took a lot of like, like self-coaching for sure, but also I hired many different coaches along the way to kind of get that support. Like I'm the biggest believer and even coaches need coaches, um, you know, because sometimes we just can't do this stuff ourselves. And that kind of helped me walk through some of the stuff that was like, okay, like you're not this one thing and, you know, this is normal. Um, 
so for me, so, like a lot of it was like, okay, I think this is like my big next thing. For instance, like um, a few years back, like I started a a group coaching program and it was awesome. And I did like this beta test and I had like eight women and they had such a good experience and it was amazing. And I ran it again. And it too was like, I had like seven women in that group and they were like, wow, this was incredible. And then I went to like launch it again and I got nobody, you know, and it was like, what the hell? Like I just tested this twice. Like clearly it's a viable, you know, thing. So now what's next? And then kind of, you know, doing that work of not again, like kind of going down into the doldrums, but figuring out how to kind of objectively evaluate, you know, like, okay, like what worked and what didn't work? Do I need to make some changes? Is it changes in the program or is it just changes in marketing? Or do I need to, you know, kind of, um, get different visibility or, you know, was it a price point thing or is it something totally out of my control? You know, and I spent certainly a lot of time um, doing stuff like that and, um, you know, kind of just evaluating things like that. I would say that one of the biggest challenges that I had along the way was um, figuring out how to kind of work through like industry burnout, I guess I would call it. Um, you know, I kind of already gotten to a place to where I had spent at that point, probably four or five years training, both in person and online. I was moving a bulk of my work online. Um, so basically like virtual fitness programming, I still had one-on-one clients, but was doing, um, like kind of programming for them versus like session by session in person. I did have, um, kind of the more like, you know, the kind of life and fitness and mindset coaching, um, online as well. And, um, I just got like super, there was some stuff going on within the industry. There were some like certain kind of people that were really pressing buttons. There was just like a lot of stuff bubbling up within fitness that was like so frustrating to me. And I had also started really kind of exploring, um, just a lot of topics around body image, around body image in women, around fat phobia, around, um, diversity and inclusion and equity in the fitness industry of which there is like almost zero. Um, I just, there were so many things that were super, super frustrating to me. And, um, I just was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I want to do this anymore. And at that point too, um, kind of, as you mentioned, like I was getting more feedback and more clients who were kind of on the mindset side of things. So I was like, you know what, this is what I'm already doing, even with my fitness clients, like we're working on mindset or career or confidence coaching stuff. So I want to do that. I want to move into that space. And um, this was about three years ago now. And I just had it in my head so strongly that like I wanted to shift into that space, step away from fitness. And I was already doing this. And I went through the whole process of like rebranding and everything. I hired um, branding coaches, went through like this big intensive thing to like identify core values and, you know, brand beliefs and like, you know, what is this all about? And like, you know, a whole relaunch and all this kind of stuff. And that too was like, it was just totally not, not what I expected at all. It did not pan out at all. <laughs> like as how oh, I expected no. it to, like it, it did in the end, like it, it did pan out. Like I've since reflected again, like objectively you go over your data, you go over, you know, what the year looked like, um, you know, client wise and all that stuff. And like, but in the moment it just felt so, so frustrating of like, what did I do? Like, why did I do this? And why isn't it 
why does it only make sense in my own head? You know, like, why aren't people getting it? And some of that stuff is the most frustrating as a business owner, I would say. And it's oftentimes the stuff that makes you feel the most alone too. Like you look, it's really easy to see on social media or email lists or LinkedIn or whatever, like all these entrepreneurs, you know, in your industry, outside of it, whatever, who are like, you know, just super successful and everything's great and they never have any challenges and they never go through, you know, lulls and client droughts and, you know, whatever. And um, it can be really challenging to get perspective on that. And um, it was funny. It, it kind of, not funny, funny is not the right word <laughs> at all. Um, but I have talked about <laughs> this previously, like on podcasts and stuff, and I've written about it that like, it, it like took me a good year to um, kind of come out of that low. I was in a, at that time, like it was really hard to see that things actually were like in a good place. And it was, you know, it was a good kind of shift for me. Um, and I was doing fine overall. Um, but it, it certainly was kind of like a low level depression that I couldn't see until I started to hit on the upswing. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this was actually fine. And what ended up happening was, you know, I sort of recognized that and also sort of like, again, worked through and processed and kind of swung the pendulum back a little bit to incorporate not necessarily um, fitness specific stuff, but again, that like, um, that like really more like body image, body acceptance work that I wanted to do versus like writing people training programs. Um, sure. but like I had to kind of process through that in my own head so that I wasn't so like emotional about it. <laughs> and, uh, that's a little bit more of kind of where I got here. And so what, I mean, what do you attribute that to? Like what kept you, uh, how did you dig out of that? Um, definitely community. That was huge for me. Um, I was in St. Louis at the time and I had joined a co-working space um, that was like just super values aligned and really incredible group of people, um, not only the owners, but also the other entrepreneurs who were members there. Just everybody was so fantastic. And um, definitely having those people as kind of just that sounding board that did help me see like no, no, like many of us are going through these challenges. Like not every, you know, small business is like just, you know, smooth sailing all the time. We all kind of go through ups and downs. We all have to sort of play with these different challenges. And, you know, sometimes we have products or services that don't, you know, pan out or whatever, but like, you know, basically like you're not alone. That really helped me to see that side of you're not alone. You're not the only one going through this, even if it doesn't look that way. Um, so that community of other entrepreneurs and business owners was just hugely helpful. Um, I had a, a couple other friends that um, we sort of did like an informal mastermind, you know, group that was, <laughs> I feel like it was actually more of like a small business support group, <laughs> you know, to where we all kind of. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I had these things that were like, okay, well, I feel like this just should have made sense or, you know, all the way down to just like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Can you help me out? Or like, do you have a resource you can recommend, you know, or like, what's the tool that you use for this or whatever? And all of that was really helpful too. Um, my husband's always the most supportive. He's kind of the, um, certainly like the cheerleader, but you know, he's a good balance of also like being a critical perspective too, which is helpful. Even if I'm like, gosh, darn it, I hate it when you're right. Or, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that's, I mean, I think that's, those are all wonderful and very candid points that you made. I mean, especially the one that stuck out to me was 
all of these entrepreneurs you see online, like mm-hmm. everything's great. Yeah. It, it kind of, it's, uh, there's a lot of parallels with normal social media. Right. Where my life is perfect. Yeah. I only put out what's perfect to the world. Yeah. But is it really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a question you kind of come across. And that's one of the downfalls, I would say, of, or a lot of people, I suppose, would say of social media. And so it's interesting that, you know, you brought up that point that you see that on LinkedIn and other places that Mm -hmm. people don't really broadcast their struggles. Yeah. You know, and sometimes even when they do, it's sort of like the varnished version of it. Right. And it's certainly always like when it's already resolved and, you know, like we don't, we don't often talk about stuff like when we're in it or when we're sort of coming out of it, you know, it's kind of like this happened to me five years ago and like I came out and now my business is booming, you know, like that still sometimes <laughs> right. like doesn't make you feel seen, you know, it just feels like, oh, well, what am I doing wrong? Um, so yeah, definitely in some of those low points for me, there was a lot of like comparison stuff going on, which is just not helpful in anything personal, professional, like any of it. <laughs> And even, I mean, I've read a lot, well, not a lot, but I have read some about imposter syndrome. That seems to be one of the new uh, things that have come out around, you know, those feelings you get when you feel like, well, am I doing this, but I really don't belong in this and questioning yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And would you say that's something you also ran into? Um, I think to a like to a lesser extent i definitely had to work through some feelings of that when i shifted into like more coaching specific mm-hmm. um i th- and we've talked about this before like i reflected and like did a lot of processing around whether or not i wanted to get a formal coaching certification and um that was definitely a space to where i was like like should i even be doing this what's the point and i was comparing myself very much to my peers, um, which is like totally not helpful because like they're not, they're not paying for my services. Right. So like, why am I comparing myself to other people, you know, unless I'm selling to other coaches, which I wasn't, it was like this whole like mumbo jumbled up thing that yes, didn't kind of make me feel like, well, I don't have a right to be here unless I do X, Y, and Z, you know, and in reality, like that is a thousand percent not true. And the people's opinions who really matter are the people who hire me and the people who have good experiences with me with coaching, right? And I exactly like, I get that feedback all the time, you know. So it's kind of um, oh, but boy, it is like one big like just knot of <laughs> you know feelings <laughs> and you know insecurities and and all of this stuff. So. Yeah, I, I I have definitely felt that. And I like you, I mean, I see a lot of stuff around imposter syndrome as well. And again, especially for female identified folks, like that can be, you know, big, big kind of challenge of like, do I deserve this seat at the table? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you just being on here talking about your experience so candidly, I think will be helpful to other people either in, you know, do have their own business or that are thinking about starting their own business. Uh, Honest feedback is, (laughs) I think, much more valuable than just reading things on LinkedIn. Yeah, true story. Reading all the good stuff. (laughs) Um, What advice do you wish that you would have had or that someone would have shared with you that you could share with folks listening? 
Oh, huh. Well, let me like just write a little mini book about that. Um, <laughs> uh, a few things. Um, I think definitely sort of this kind of whole conversation of like everybody's going through it, you know, however you want to define it, like everybody's going through it and it's not quite as clean and, you know, all of that as it looks. Um, I would definitely say like, it's not like I would tell myself starting out, like it's almost never going to work out exactly how you think it's going to work out, you know, and maybe not even like mostly or a little, you know, like whatever you think is like the straight line path to whatever outcome, like that outcome might never happen. And it also might be the best thing that did ever happen. You know, I mean, really, I mean, we say this about a, a lot of things in life, but like the only constant is change, you know, so like lots of things are going to change constantly from both the, like the business standpoint, you know, and just kind of where um, the trends are, you know, different services, different industries are going to shift and change and, you know, like different technologies and tools to use and like all of that stuff is going to change too. Um, so, you know, for me, like kind of on, again, like on the mindset side of things and on the service side of things and stuff like that, like I really wish that I had embraced flow and trust and like letting go of specific expectations and outcomes sooner. You know, like I just was really in the beginning and this was like kind of the story of my life until I started doing a lot of self-discovery work and like personal development stuff mm -hmm. that like I was a very straight line person, a very black and white person, a very like, you know, this is what you need to do and this is how you need to do it. And it's funny because again, kind of through this whole process, um, and learning more about myself and trust and flow and hope and faith, like um, I, it's actually my whole philosophy now that like we do get told and pressured like every single day, like here's exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it. And this is the right way, you know, to like live your life and do the thing and whatever. And truly the only right way is the way that works for you. And that's what I really believe in. And that's really what I hope to, um, you know, kind of inspire and motivate and facilitate for others is like figuring out themselves and like trusting themselves more because, you know, that's, that's a really, really powerful thing. So um, that would kind of be another thing. Another like piece of advice would be to like get to know yourself really, really deeply and like what this is all really about for you, you know, I entrepreneurship, I feel like, um, is a space where you might have a bit more control, you know, uh, over other types of work. You know, if you're like a CPA working for a major firm, that's a totally different story than having your own, you know, practice. So you might have some more freedoms and stuff like that, but it's also still very externally influenced by kind of, you know, like what we were talking about, like you, you see all of this stuff on, you know, social media or Forbes or Entrepreneur Magazine or, you know, whatever of, again, like this mm -hmm. is how you should be doing things. And it's really easy to fall into that trap of following other people's models and formulas and trends and stuff like that. So you got to like really, really know what you're about, know who you are and like always have that to come back to and like make decisions from that place and trust in what you know. Like for me, a really powerful thing has been getting super, super clear on my values and just constantly, constantly like bouncing back off of that as a compass and um, making, you know, again, like all of my decisions based on that, like, hey, does this align with what I believe in? And if it doesn't, like, mm, you know, I'll invite in the next opportunity, you know, so getting really clear on that stuff and just being adaptable to it. Um, I think that's huge. No, that that is huge, being in alignment with your personal values mm -hmm. and what 
you actually do. I mean, that's what everyone's striving for, right? Is to work in their passion and then it doesn't feel like work is what they say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, that's, I admire your uh, tenacity, your strength, your resilience, and how you, uh, your story of digging yourself out from feeling pretty low at times. But also, uh, you know, I admire you for realizing that it wasn't just physical training you wanted to do. You actually wanted to help train, uh, train the soul, train the, I love that. You know, you, you (laughs) wanted to help people figure out themselves, which is so valuable. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of in line with what you were saying, you know, like we, I think we all have a desire to, you know, just make things feel really meaningful, you know, live, live a meaningful life, live in more alignment, you know, with the type of energy that we want to have and contribute in ways that feel, like you said, like aligned with our soul and our purpose and our passions. And, you know, I, I just, I think there's certainly like an integration of all of those things. And, um, you know, it can play out a lot of different ways. It's not always through, you know, your business or your career. And that's also great. But like, I just think it's so, so powerful to dig into that stuff rather than like, I always kind of say like, you can't, you can't guess at that. Like, don't guess at your personal value. No, it's, and and you're the clear example of how exactly that should be and how that should align. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Of course. And we thank you so much for having you on today to share your story. And I hope that you found, um, you know, found it beneficial to, to share. Oh, I did. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me into, into this space to share the story. I, I, I mean, I think we're agreeing here that, you know, it is important to kind of, you know, share the, share the struggle side of it to you. And, and I really appreciate the space to talk about that.